Hello, everybody. Dr. Lonnie Stewart here from the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. Are you a physical therapy student about to start studying for the National Physical Therapy Examination? Or maybe you're a professor, a program director, or a clinical instructor who teaches DPT students preparing for the NPTE? Either way, we would recommend checking out our sponsor, NPTE Final Frontier, and the community they've built around preparing for and succeeding on the NPTE. That exam and the preparation that goes along with it can be long, tedious, difficult, and stress-inducing, but it doesn't have to be. NPTE Final Frontier has the tactics and resources to help address all of the usual barriers. They even have scholarships to help with NPTE study courses, FSBPT registration fees, and even research opportunities. And if that's not enough, they're even donating to the very first annual HET Podcast Scholarship to be awarded at the end of every year. Go to NPTEFF.com for all of the details and use code HET for 10% off all purchases. Links to both the NPTE Final Frontier and their scholarship options are available in the show notes. And now, let's get ready to learn. Welcome back, healthcare enthusiasts, to another enlightening episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host today, Dr. Megan Teets, or as my students more affectionately call me because they are too scared to say my last name, Dr. T here to guide you through the fascinating world of healthcare education. Today, we're exploring how group learning activities can pump up student engagement and foster a healthy learning environment. So I love group learning activities for a few reasons, and not just for the days I can't listen to myself talk anymore. So what happens when you mix a bunch of eager students, a sprinkle of collaboration, and a dash of creativity? Well, aside from a little organized chaos and maybe a few spilled energy drinks, you get a recipe for enhanced learning. Group projects can be crazy for educators and students alike if not done correctly, but when executed properly, group projects can be rewarding and enriching. Since I am the nerd that reads the research so you can be the nerd who listens to what the research shows, studies have found that group learning activities in physical therapy education can be a game changer. According to a study published in the Journal of Physical Therapy Education, group learning activities not only boost student engagement, promote critical thinking, and enhance problem-solving skills, but they also increase student confidence in communication and teamwork. It's like a biopsychosocial approach to learning. So let's picture it. A group of students huddled around a mock patient scenario, brainstorming treatment plans like a team of medical detectives. It's like Grey's Anatomy meets Brain Games meets that old school show Z Games where kids had to create their own game out of a bunch of random stuff. But it doesn't just have to be patient cases that we're throwing them into groups for. Breaking down sections of the textbook for different groups to be responsible for covering through a group activity or breaking them into body regions to explore therapeutic interventions, or any approach that fits your subject content. There's so many angles you can approach group learning from. Through these collaborative experiences, students learn to communicate effectively, problem solve and learn with others, consider diverse perspectives and learning styles, and most importantly, develop the confidence to tackle real world challenges. What I like for healthcare especially is that group learning activities aren't just about academic they're also about building camaraderie and fostering a supportive learning community. Healthcare is a profession filled with interactions, and your peer interactions can be the most impactful on job satisfaction. Group activities can act like a little therapy session where everyone leaves feeling a little lighter and a lot more connected. I'm not sure about anyone else's programs, but my students are with each other 40 plus hours a week for six months straight before their first clinical rotation. It's a lot of time, and they need to be supports to one another in order to survive the rigors of one of the one-year technical program. Putting them in groups early and often allows me to mix the groups up enough that no one gets too clicky, and it also forces them to build connections. 
even if things get sidetracked momentarily during group work so that they can vent about shared frustrations or a common interest, I still see that as a win. Building relationships with your peers is an important part of being successful in the workplace. And so whether it's an academic or professional, there's learning happening through every group activity. So now that I've sold you on all of the amazing reasons you should utilize group activities, you want to know how, right? Just jump right in probably wouldn't be helpful. So I've got a few steps you can take to successfully implement group learning. And I'll be honest, it starts with creating a supportive learning environment where students feel comfortable expressing their ideas and learning from one another. They're not going to explore new things with each other if they're too scared of being wrong. You have to make your classroom a space where it's okay to be wrong on the journey to being right. Trapeze artists don't, don't start, start flying around without a safety harness until they've fallen and been caught enough times to know all of the ways to not do it. Mistakes are a part of the process, and students should feel like they have a safety harness in the classroom so that they can try the crazy leaps and still be okay if they miss the mark. Once you've promoted that, that environment and students are willing to explore with their learning, we want to mix in a variety of group activities, from case studies and role-playing to problem-based learning and peer teaching. Variety is probably the best way to keep students engaged in group activities every time. And by mixing it up, you keep students on their toes and cater to diverse learning styles. Just don't get overloaded feeling like you have to reinvent the wheel every time. We want enough consistency that students improve over the long-term course of doing group work because they better understand what they need to accomplish with the activity. With just enough variety that no one gets bored, you or your students. And finally, don't forget to debrief. Reflection is the key component that transforms a mere activity into a meaningful learning experience. We want to bring students back together as a whole and discuss it as a class. This way, groups can learn from each other, make broader connections, and discover peer resources when others demonstrate a better understanding of a concept that they themselves may be struggling with. We also take the time to discuss what worked, what didn't, and how students can apply their newfound knowledge in the real world so they can better make the jump to clinical application. I also get a whole picture assessment of how well the students understood the intended objectives that helps me determine if I'll need to revisit the content in a different way or if students have successfully grasped things enough that we can move on to the next step. That's all I've got for you for this episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. Before you hit the button to skip on to our next episode, make sure you check out the HET podcast on all of the social medias. Go find my Fun Fact Friday video on the ideal group size for learning on TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode of our friendly words of wisdom or fun-filled discussions. Until next time, this is Dr. Megan Teets reminding you to keep learning, keep growing, and keep it nerdy. Hello, everybody. Dr. F. Scott Field here, and we don't do this nearly enough. Uh, I wanted to thank you as an audience for being here, for listening to the shows. Without you guys, we wouldn't have anybody to geek out with uh, over education and learning and teaching and educating. So thank you for, for being here, for being you know faithful listeners over the years. Uh, also, if possible, we'd love to ask a favor. We don't do this often, but if you could leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. It helps boost our rankings and our algorithm and really just helps get this message out to more people out there in healthcare education who, who may need, you know, some of the episodes and the experts that we interview. So if you could, like I said, leave a rating and review, we would greatly appreciate it. And we will see you on the next show.